0: Oh, and to of Dark I'm of hosts, Hello and welcome to episode twenty of Dark Rose Comics podcast. I'm one of your hosts. Episode twenty. This is the episode twenty. Okay, okay, rewind, rewind. Hello and welcome to episode twenty of Dark Rose Comics podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and I'm joined by my co-host Victor Young. <laughs> I keep thinking you're going to just jump back on the interruption again.
1: No. Oh, man. Not, not, you'll never know. That's why it's an interruption. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> this is a podcast where two nerdy guys put themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and they're sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee we'll be brewing today is called Cola Bolcha, roasted by Kaido Coffee Roasters. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Justice League 3 and Superman number 1. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify, and alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. Now, before we go brew the coffee, how has your week been, Victor? Uh, well,
1: yes, it's actually been pretty, pretty relaxing this week.
0: Nice. Caught okay. Up,
1: caught up on all the shows that I said I was going to catch up on.
0: <laughs> what did you catch last on? week?
1: Which Handmaid's ones? Tale. Oh right. Okay. Uh, uh, Kim's Convenience. I caught up on. You finished it? Uh, well, whatever it was on Netflix. I caught oh, okay, up on it. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Did I? Did I, I? don't even remember if I said anything else. I I did mention Walking Dead, but that's never going to happen ever again in my life. Um. <laughs> Where did you drop off? Like the third episode into season eight.
0: Oh okay. All right.
1: And they just announced season nine. I'm like. <laughs> really guys
0: (laughs) but I mean like that show's gonna keep going on I think it's way too late now for them to do a split off from the comics yeah because if they do a split off now it's just because they know their ratings are going down yeah they should have really just separated themselves like early on yeah like right after the thing with Shane they should have just separated well
1: it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> it is what it is. Either way, I'm not watching it, so. Yeah. I mean, maybe one day if I'm like really bored, but in the meantime, it's still the 3rd anniversary of Dokkan Battle. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's true. So, there's there's no boredom for me.
0: Dokkan Battle, man. <laughs> Victor, they they've been giving us a lot of free stuff. Oh, tons. Just free <laughs> absolutely stuff, absolutely tons stuff. of free stuff. It's crazy.
1: Like it's it's almost like they don't want you to spend money on the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> They just keep giving you free stuff. But
1: ironically, like a lot of the free stuff we got was because so many people spent so much money on the game. Yeah, yeah. That it became number one in the App Store in like six different countries. Oh, that's so true. So as a yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. they're just like, "Yeah, here's more stuff."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good because it's definitely keeping like it's keeping the hype on the anniversary going. So. Oh yeah, and yeah, then
1: yeah. it just hit number one in U.S. and Canada, I think, yesterday. So. Nice. Expect more stuff from Dokkan Battle. Nice. Regardless right. of that. There's a couple
0: more days left. I think there's about a week left, just under a week. but four or five days. So
1: four or five days of the of the uh feature banners. But the events are gonna run until oh, August, right. mid August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. What about you, Jerry? What'd you been up to this week?
0: Uh been playing some M nineteen. What? Um so Magic Corset twenty nineteen just came out not very long ago. Last week actually The yeah. pre-release So this weekend was the official release weekend So we ended up uh, We ended up picking up One of the bundles And then we just sort of did a sealed Over at our, our friend of ours And uh, yeah We got some We got some pretty good cards And then we joined Like that uh, three pack leak thing That you get at the shops Okay So we did that to get The promo Reliquary Tower mm-hmm. Oh this so, is a promo Reliquary Tower It's nice It's, it's new art Because yeah. the reprint in M19 Is the old art Yeah The promo was new art Foil full yeah. So it's it's a nice card. So Interesting. So what we did is like, yeah, if you guys just each buy three packs to join the league, we'll give you each one of these foil cards. And I'm like, all right. Reliquary so,
1: Tower is like one of those cards. It's gotten a few promo versions of it already. Yeah. Yeah. It's such
0: a good card. You can jam it in anything, right? Yeah. It, I
1: mean, not that you should, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could.
0: Well, especially if you play a heavy draw, draw deck, yeah. you should definitely put that in there. Yeah. But yeah, so we did that. And then... We cracked one of the uh, like the chase mythics in yeah. the game, so that that's pretty that was pretty fun. But yeah. aside from that, just uh, had to catch up on some reading. Um, okay. finished reading the Man of Steel series actually by ah, by Bendis. Right, because um, you know today we we're going to be talking about Superman, right? Yes. So I ended up finish, finishing that series up because I wanted to kind of see what happened. Mm-hmm. I kind of dropped off of it after like issue two of Man of Steel because okay. it was going in a weird direction. Where I was like, "eh," I wasn't sure if I was so in, like you know, invested in that. Yeah. But I finished reading that, and then reading Superman number one, things are very different. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: um well, you don't need to read Man of Steel to understand yeah. what's going on in Superman <laughs> issue one, which I think is. Yeah. Uh, which is good, in my opinion. Uh, like the whole. Sometimes when you do continuation from series to series. It, for a lot of people including myself like it gets confusing mm-hmm. right because then you're, you're excited to start a number one and then you're just like oh no I yeah. have to go back and read yeah, yeah, uh, 500 more issues before
0: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> especially it. like yeah you don't want any of that like old continuity stuff to carry over right yeah. but I think the issue you know we'll, we'll talk about it in the comic segment but I yeah. think the issue did a pretty good job with that oh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into details about that oh, yeah, for so, sure. Um, why don't we go brew that coffee then and then uh, well, we'll come back and talk about the coffee first, and then we'll talk about comics. All right. It's coffee time. It's coffee time.
1: Okay. Okay. And welcome to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are sent into us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. Okay. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Sure. Today, we have a coffee from Jima, Ethiopia called Cola Bolcha. I almost messed that up. And it's uh, been roasted by Kaido Coffee Roasters out in Hudson, Quebec. Que- <laughs> Quebec. Listen, I don't need you to judge me right now. This is supposed to be our show. Okay? So I'm going to do this <laughs> however I want. Yeah, no,
0: you, you do you, man. Okay, <laughs> all, so, the, all the freedom to you. So You uh, do you.
1: as per usual, Jerry, why don't you start us off with a, a bit of a sniff-sniff? All right. What are you smelling? What are you buying?
0: What are you selling? (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting, um, I'm getting hints of, um, what is that melon called? Melon? Uh, cantaloupe? (sighs) Yeah, that's the one, cantaloupe. (laughs) Okay. The the orangey looking melon. (laughs) (laughs) Cantaloupe and, uh, and, uh. How did I I don't know. How did I even get it? Little get so over? <laughs> um a little bit of mango. Okay,
1: it's a bit of a tropical coffee. Huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm getting some tropical flavors to okay, it. Tropical okay. scents. All right. All give, right. give it a give oh, it a shot Okay, Victor. all right. Let's see what you get. Let's see what I get. All right, he's going in. I'm, I'm getting, getting almond. Oh. Okay. Came to that decision quick. The almond really hit him. It's really strong. It's very strong almond. Uh, I'm getting did, cranberry so determined almond, cranberry okay, and oh, you know what it smells like? like third one, it oh.
1: smells like um the, the the those thin snacks. What what are those?
0: Thin snacks.
1: Yeah, they're like little thin crackers. And it has like bits of cranberry, bits of almond in it.
0: Uh oh boy oh that's this is gonna bug this is gonna bug me for <laughs> because we eat it all the time. <laughs> yeah, thin sensation th- no that's a, no. Th- that's a cracker <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it what is it called now? I have no idea um uh, but is that what you get though is that like the uh the the flares that you're getting yeah it's cranberry and what was the other thing almond almond and cranberry okay uh hmm
1: they are called right. oh uh, you thin- oh, yeah, you look it up yeah right. they're called uh thin thin addictives. Noni's Thin Addictives
0: Thin Addictives? Thin Addictives Thin Addictives?
1: Yeah Alright By Noni <laughs>
0: Okay Yeah Cool that's, that's exactly what it smells like to me So would you go and say that this is that flavor? Thin Addictive flavor? I, 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 would, I would hope so because I really <laughs> enjoy Thin Addictives They really are addictive Nice
1: Alright All right. Go ahead and give us a, a taste test Jerry Let's do it How's it taste? What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling?
0: <laughs> cantaloupe is gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still taste mango. Okay, a little bit, like okay. a hint of mango. Okay, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm tasting. I, I guess a little bit of the uh, cantaloupe. It's still there, but. Uh, oh, you just said it was gone. It was gone, but like it's it's like that or like a honey. Make up your mind. Or like a honeydew. Make up your mind. i say maybe a honeydew. Honeydew? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. What is bubble honeydew tea? Honeydew and like, mango. This is, uh, is tea. Tea? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bubble tea. Bubble tea. This is a bubble tea flavored coffee. This is what that is. Um, Victor, why don't you give it a taste? Sure. Let's see what, let's see what you get. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Huh. Still getting I'm definitely getting that cranberry taste.
0: Okay.
1: No almond though. The Almond's gone.
0: Almond's it, it's, gone. Right? It's okay. disappeared forever. So with our powers combined, we have three flavors. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. We have cranberry, mango, and, Honey and honeydew. Let's just go with that.
0: Cranberry, mango, honeydew. Let's yeah, do, let's, it. Let's let's do it. it. Let's
1: let's see let's see what the, with the notes provided to us. eh? (laughs)
0: Let's do it. Drum roll. Watermelon. (laughs) Mango. Hey. And redberry. Huh? Well, you said cranberry. Cranberry is a red. Well, it shows
1: pictures of raspberries, so... Oh. I'm assuming it's some sort of an assortment like that. But we were... Hey, we were close. Not far.
0: We were close. Watermelon, though, really?
1: Well, you did say you were getting some sort of melon. Yeah, I guess
0: so. Watermelon. I don't know wow. where I almond from, but I got mango. The mango will be more distinct, I think, of all the flavors in there. The mango will kind of yeah, I taste Stick it now. out the most. I taste it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very fruity coffee. Yeah, I quite enjoy it actually.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I would give it ten out of ten for flavor, and uh-huh. I'm going to give it eleven out of ten for mouth feel. Feels. It's a very silky smooth on in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right. So silky smooth equals break the scale. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Eleven S- out of ten. This
1: this this, this- coffee is like Kim Kardashian. It broke the internet. Jeez. But instead, it broke my mouth. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, let's uh, let's take our coffee and let's go talk about comics. Let's do it. Okay, and we are at the comics segment. In this segment, what we normally do is we take some of our favorite books and we discuss them. We break down. We analyze them. They could be new. They could be old. And uh, we, we, we talk about them. We talk about these books. But mostly new. Yeah, mostly new. Mostly new. I've <laughs> actually done an old book in a while, so...
1: Okay, well, uh, because
0: yeah. there's just so many good new stuff coming out, right? So it's actually you know, almost been...
1: hard to keep up with it, but yeah.
0: But we're <laughs> yeah. doing it. We're actually, doing it. <laughs> it's, it's good that you mentioned that because the first book we'll be talking about today is Justice League number three. Yeah. Uh, that actually came out the week before. Yeah. But we, we didn't get a chance to cover because there were so many new things coming out <laughs> and then Batman number fifty. So we decided to cover Justice League three now because next week Justice League is back again. Yeah. Because it's a bi-weekly series, so. Uh, So, yeah, the first book we're going to talk about is Justice League number three. It's written by Scott Snyder with art done by Jorge Jimenez. Colors by Alejandro Sanchez and letters by Tom Napolitano. Our boy, Tom. Our boy, Tom. (laughs) One day he's going to be like, why? Why did these guys (laughs) get
1: called? It's only because we've seen your name on so, so many issues yeah. tom so and shout out to you
0: <laughs> we spent like the first what, like seven episodes six seven episodes talking about dark knight's metal yeah and that was him yeah. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> so so great work tom shout outs to you
0: shout outs to you you've been featured on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um do you want to give like a little recap about what happened in justice league number three uh there you know warning there's going to be spoilers um you know Due to the nature of our show We're going to have to break it down We're going to have to talk about this, You know Talk about the themes that are in the book Talk about the events that are in the book So There are going to be spoilers In the book So you've been warned Okay So In this issue We get a little bit more Sort of um, Sort of details about What the invisible spectrum actually is Yes Right um, So do you want to just like Give it a little summary Okay Of what the uh, Short summary that is
1: Very short summary invisible spectrum uncommon emotions is how it's described in this issue emotions such as hatred and shame Uh, the invisible spectrum in fact controls the user yep and uh, not the other way around right generally the lanterns you know willpower and that's like (laughs) that's like the
0: biggest reveal of this issue right yes because normally we see the we see those emotions and those the regular emotional spectrum The user is very much in control of those emotions. Yes, they can wear those emotions essentially on their sleeve. Mm -hmm. What is confusing about this one, and like rightfully so as a confusing sort of emotion, that's why the other guys don't know how to react to. Yeah, um, is that these are innate subconscious emotions that are taking over the user, right? And the user is sort of just a vessel for these. Yeah, for these emotions, right? So it's actually it's a pretty cool development to see.
1: Yeah. Um, continuing on, short summary. Um, <laughs> uh, John Stewart comes, d- smashes everybody, and then he gets stopped. Yep. Um, Superman, Batman, Hawkgirl, Lex Luthor, Martian Manhunter, all in the totality. Hawkgirl uh, inside Martian Manhunter's brain, Batman inside Superman's brain. Lex Luthor, also inside Superman's brain. Later on, revealed the Joker is also behind Hawkgirl in Martian Manhunter's brain. Uh, spoiler warning. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, (laughs) that that panel is probably the the scariest. It's so creepy. It's the creepiest thing. So
1: creepy. (laughs) But the other thing too, the other thing too, I was wondering is, what's the Joker gonna do? Against Hawkgirl, he's got a chainsaw, but it's Hawkgirl. Yeah, but she's but she's also see- unsuspecting. Yeah, so she did not see him coming. Yeah. Like he's he's literally just behind her, the biggest smile. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like he just wants to pounce on her, but he's like he's trying to use every ounce of his energy to hold himself back. <laughs> which is which is you know he also says that in the issue. Yeah, he's as like well.
0: I, I really I can't laugh not yet. Yeah and he's like he's like covering his mouth. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, that pa- that panel was creepy. That was so creepy. But it's it, mean, but it's the Joker. Recently right? we've seen a creepy Joker panel and that was on uh that was on Clayman that uh, DC Nation yeah, issue the, with the Clayman show, yeah. with yeah him talking to that that random guy about the male not showing up. Yeah. Yeah, that was a scary Joker, but this this is well, it, it was also it was also the crazy.
1: also the way they colored it and shaded it too. Yeah, they yeah. made it very much uh, very Pennywise. Yeah, very Pennywise under the uh, <laughs> uh, under the uh, under the sewer sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: kind of. Yeah, Actually, kind of reminiscence of that. Continuing on, <laughs> totality turns out it's okay, turning, this is no longer a quick summary. So it's let's turning just... every
1: hold on. It's turning everybody <laughs> into their primitive forms.
0: We can basically just end it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, short summary. (laughs) Short (laughs) summary, short (laughs) summary. Okay, so we find out that the source of the invisible spectrum's power comes from this thing called the ombrex. Yes. And it is basically a sentient black sun. That that threw me off. I was like, the sun is like, it's sentient. It's a sentient (laughs) being. It's...
1: (laughs) It's literally just floating there. It's spinning in space. It's sentient. It's just spinning in space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just, but just like, think about that for a second. Yeah, it's a sentient planet. I mean, that's not.
1: It's not new. Like, yeah, uh, like it, Oa like, is sentient.
0: Yeah, Oa sentient, and yeah. the uh, there was the, there's an actual planet that's a Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, right. Um, oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Oa is a sentient. It's the planet that's the yeah, green yeah lantern the planet that's oh, yeah.
0: But it's still a cool idea. Like, it's a neat idea that it's this thing has got a mind of its own and it's coming yeah. to invade and collect planets well to be
1: fair like when you think of a sentient sun yeah it is significantly larger than a sentient planet right a sun is so much larger than a planet right, right, right so right. this it's, thing it's a star yeah yeah. so this star the sentient star <laughs> is literally just floating in space just just gobbling things up <laughs> as it goes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's collecting it's collecting planets to join its ranks in its galaxy yeah right? primitive um, planets as primitive they say. planets yeah. yeah and they're saying that the raw energies of of your emotions like the um, you know the hatred and whatever right that stuff is drawing Umbrex to yeah to you so yeah. Um, the reveal at the end being that Sinestro basically saying, "Earth is what brought, the brought brought Umbrex over yeah. to to collect it, mm-hmm. right?" And especially because after they broke down the Source Wall, now it has access to Earth, so mm-hmm. now it's coming for Earth. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because it's. I wonder the, because now we've sort of moved a little bit away from that initial. Totality moment from that first issue, where
1: well, the totality is no longer the focus in this issue. Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I wonder when that comes back into play. I imagine probably by next issue. You think so? Probably
1: by issue four, which is already out, which we haven't read yet. Um, no, no, it's out next week. It's out next issue. Four Wait, is out no, next week? okay. No,
0: issue five is out next week. Because you said what? No, issue no, no. We were just one week behind on this. Ah, so we're gonna actually end up doing two consecutive episodes with Justice League. Yeah. So. Issue 3 is what we're talking about right yeah. now. Issue 4 is actually... By the time this airs... It'll come out. It'll come out the day after. Day after, okay, yeah. Yeah, it'll come out the day after this airs. Yeah. Which we'll then tackle on the next episode, right? Yeah. So,
1: so this, is, this is what I mean, folks, when we say that. <laughs> it's a lot of new issues to keep up with. Lots. But, lots of new issues. But like I said, I imagine it's probably going to start picking up at that point of the story next right. issue. I think... I think they got the hint... From issue two mm-hmm. even a bit from issue one where it's just like a lot of things came up that didn't make sense um, and now they're just trying to explain themselves out of that situation so that yeah. they can push the story forward uh, which they did a good job of in, in this issue like I feel like a lot of questions were answered and now I mean a lot of questions also came up in this issue too <laughs> but but the the lingering questions have been answered and now they can push the story forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's there's a lot of like this has been this has been quite a few issues of setup, but yeah. the setup has always surrounded the action. So it doesn't yeah. seem like it's just juxtaposition or like setup stuff and like, yeah. you know, all that fluff stuff. It's yeah. it's it's told nicely. Yeah. In the sense that they were able to tell it through action yeah. of what these things are. Right? It's
1: it's very much uh we'll show you now and then we'll explain it later. Sort yeah. of thing, yeah. right? Like what they do in the movies, right? When like when a big reveal happens and then you're you're just stuck with your jaw open for about a minute or two until you realize what's going on. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's I think they're really trying to go for that effect uh within this series because we've seen it in issue one, we've seen it in issue two, we've saw we've seen it in this issue. So I think you know we talked a bit about it earlier uh, where you know they're really trying to make this like a blockbuster thing yeah right yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very apparent in this issue that uh, that's pretty much their goal
0: yeah this is kind of their version of summer blockbuster event type yeah thing, right um, I mean obviously there's going to be different events coming up soon yeah um, I know that Tom King is penning uh, <laughs> It's like a Heroes in Crisis, I believe that's what mm-hmm. that crisis event is called. But yeah. this, I think, is very much the summer blockbuster that I feel like the comic world kind of needs right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Scott Snyder was was like Deadpool two. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. That's
0: the thing of the past. Come, Justice League number three <laughs> <laughs> come read yeah <laughs> this is where it's at guys <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because it's good that they're sort of returning to form with this type of Justice League story because yeah. it's not very often we get this like sort of epic grander storytelling yeah but you would in Justice
1: League but you would also expect this kind of story from Justice from, League, from Justice League. Yeah. yeah
0: like I'm not really in it for very specific character development that, yeah. that can be done under solar titles yeah I feel like for for a title like justice league or for a title like avengers that's the type of thing i want to see it's just them interacting and then big grand stuff happening yeah Yeah.
1: what what i really like about this particular series so far is that there a lot of the characters are coming in developed yeah right so you know there's there's not a lot of setup that they need to do um for these characters like it's it's it almost it's crazy how that how it works out so well that you can just pop them in and then they just work in the story
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: um the one thing i do have a bit of a gripe about is that certain characters in the league even though they're there are playing a very minor role at this point in the series yeah like uh say uh the flash um aquaman even cyborg all playing very even wonder woman they're all playing very minimal roles right now uh you know, understandable because that at this it's point, a it's a huge team. To yeah. Jungle. It's also yeah. not, not the main focus. Yeah. It it would be too convoluted if they were to really try and put a lot of, uh, a lot of the story on those characters. Um, but I would, I would really like to see more flash.
0: Yeah. That's just, sure.
1: I mean, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. But
0: I, I think uh, they will because they, they talked, more at length about still force to sum around yeah so i think that's something that will be brought up a bit more later on (laughs) still force yeah (laughs) the still force so like that i think will come into play more um i think vic stone is going to come into play more cyborg um just because they had mentioned that like it was like a passing comment from john stewart but it was about him still having a little bit of that darkness in him like you're still a man like you're not a full robot or blah 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 yeah which it's like it's a it's actually a a a fun comment because for a long time we we see stories with vic and we see stories with cyborg about whether or not he's man or he's machine
1: well in um murder machine yeah, like Murder Machine was very much that. Kind of very much that. Yeah. Um
0: and there was a there was a brief run on that cyborg, uh I think it was D, the, part of the DCU initiative. Cyborg had his own uh solo series and that yeah. was a very much sort of a character study on whether or not he is more man or more machine. Yeah. In that in that sense you'd want him to be searching for his humanity because the, mm-hmm. the humanity is what makes him good, what keeps him good, what keeps him a hero, what keeps yeah. him grounded. Mhm. In this story though, just with that passing comment with what John Stewart is saying and sort of the idea of the ultraviolet core, you almost almost don't know if Cyborg or Vic Stone should be searching for his humanity. Mm -hmm. Because of that quick passing comment saying, you still have a bit of that darkness in you, you're still a man. Because we know that deep inside, those are sort of like primal urges, right? Primal feelings Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. those emotions. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit more of that as well because there's some cool revelations in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, I think if Scott takes some time to really develop that side of cyborg, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, considering that's not really a side of cyborg or a, a part of cyborg storytelling that you typically see, you typically want him to find humanity. But at this point, maybe he shouldn't. You know, maybe yeah. his maybe his cyborg side is what's going to protect him from the up you know the onslaught of what the ultraviolet core is yeah
1: but i mean the other side of that too is that with john stewart saying that to to vic vic it's pretty much then acknowledged at that point that yeah vic is still very much human right like there's not much searching that needs to happen because it's 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 put out in broad daylight with that statement you're still human right yeah and you're these emotions are going to get the better of you right so yeah we shall see,
0: but that—that's the interesting part to me. Yeah, because if you start developing that story, mm-hmm. and you find out he's not as affected, or he's fighting off the effects of, like this ultraviolet core, and he's yeah. fighting off these emotions. Mm-hmm. What if he's less man? Mm, no, right?
1: I don't I, know. I, I think
0: it'd be a pretty cool. I don't think so. I don't know. I think it'd be a pretty cool. Develop. It would be cool. You always want him to fight more towards being a human, but in this situation, yeah. maybe not. But that's also a dangerous path. Oh, I know. It makes for interesting it turns stories. him into Metallo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. It could make for an interesting storytelling. So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. We were talking about um, the ring controlling the wielder. Yes. So, what other... Like, like, just sort of like theory guessing, I guess. Yeah. What other... What other things do you think... Would show up other than ultraviolet core because I feel like there's other parts of that spectrum, right? Other parts of that invisible spectrum, or do you think? I think the, the ultraviolet s- core is the invisible spectrum. Like you think? I think the it?
1: ultraviolet core is the invisible spectrum. I think like it's. St- I think it's all encompassing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think to introduce another, spe- like when when they say that um, that a lot of it's based off of uncommon emotions, right? Such as shame, hatred. Uh, self-loathing mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm assuming that's how they got john stewart mm-hmm. uh, like how do you <laughs> you can't create a core around that
0: yeah we are the core
1: of shame <laughs> 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 our ring is brown <laughs> oh damn <laughs> like there's you can't create like specific corpse for that right yeah, 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 so yeah. um to me I, I believe it's all-encompassing i think for the sake of of uh driving the story forward they should keep it that way right um because when you really think about it as as i mean for for the regular spectrum there's already like seven colors yeah right? i believe it's seven right some of that yeah i think so um and then of course there's the black lanterns and the white lanterns um and then if, if you're to introduce another set of colors I mean, what other colors can you, <laughs> can you even do, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to,
0: I, I think maybe that is the whole idea of ultraviolet then. Because ultraviolet you can't see.
1: Yeah. right. So maybe that is they, just it They the have thing. to like consult Crayola or something. <laughs> 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 just to get <laughs> him another set of
0: colors. <laughs> Crayola, listen, I need you to send us some uh, crayons. But I don't want it to be visible. <laughs> yeah. But I want it to be different colors yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think I think
1: for the for the purpose of the story they're, they're going to keep it as one corp, because they already said that um, that ultraviolet is it's it's consuming primitive planets as they go yeah and if it consumes earth then, then the ultraviolet corpse will be the most powerful corpse in existence right so that already tells me that it's just one okay right so
0: it's just the one going around yeah, okay.
1: and, yeah. It's, and it's all encompassing
0: yeah all right that makes sense that makes sense um speaking of the invisible spectrum okay (laughs) which we have been speaking of the whole time yeah um (laughs) one thing that john stewart said i thought was interesting a little passerby comment he said that the flesh is weak Mm -hmm. to me that is pretty that that is pretty telling of what the core is supposed to be Mm -hmm. um so the invisible spectrum as we were talking about deals with emotions um that are sort of deeper hidden inside right mm-hmm. hidden inside buried inside and they're not emotions that we can control yeah and wear on our sleeves mm-hmm. and because of that that's why we, you know they're calling it the ultraviolet core yeah um so these emotions i feel like they can take over the user as subconscious emotions right mm-hmm. so that once it takes over the user there, there's no real way for the user to to overtake back because those are primal urges kicking in now, right? Mm -hmm. So they're being filled essentially with primitive impulses and I think one of the base primitive impulse for any man or for any creature or whatever the the most basic instinct is to survive, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So when John Stewart was talking about when he was talking about primitive impulses and stuff like that and he was talking about how the flesh is weak it's essentially talking about how the flesh is sort of just a vessel containing possibilities but Mm -hmm. the flesh is it's just there that's all it is yeah um really what ends up being more powerful is his control over his you know it's that those emotions pouring out of him yeah right and he's using that as a weapon Mm -hmm. right Um, but those things are just coming out like he's not having full control on it yeah so it's just these monsters are just flying out and stuff like that and they're essentially not they're they're not able to I guess like the heroes aren't able to defeat these emotions because the heroes have never felt something like this before Um, one of the things I think what the Flash was saying like the Flash you know even with a compromised speed force like he's still the fastest thing alive and mm-hmm. then this thing just comes and punches him mm-hmm. right because they're no longer being controlled by human limitations right yeah. they're just out and about as these all encompassing power yeah right and I thought that was pretty cool that mm-hmm. like he leads off with is weak like he already kind of move past that yeah you know he's now talking about just this like conglomerate of energies Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool
1: yeah what the one thing i find interesting about um and i'm not sure if you noticed is that there's no physical ring yeah when 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 they're when they're rocking you know when they're rocking it
0: actually i I didn't notice that at first Yeah. yeah
1: there's no physical ring it's just it's just like an energy that surrounds their ring finger yeah um which i think is very symbolic of the fact that um that is just not something that's controllable like it's it's n- this this ultraviolet energy not only is it uncommon energy not only is it a spectrum that's unknown it's also a, an energy that you can't you can't tangibly hold yeah right like it's not it's something that's so beyond human comprehension right that uh i don't know i thought that was
0: like you don't get to tell it to come and go.
1: Yeah. Like it's there. It's just around you, and it's you can't there. take it off. Whatever. Yeah. Right. It's just exactly. there. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. No. That That's pretty cool. And actually, I hadn't noticed that at first until like, like way earlier on. You were saying like, Hey, by the way, did you notice? And I was like, Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Because it wasn't until then I actually like looked at his hand.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. I had no idea. So yeah, I mean, I I really like the book. The book's really cool, and uh, yeah, like. Every one of these issues is just more and more more and more questions yeah. but it's peeling back layers as well so you get to see exactly what he's yeah. setting up which is nice. Yeah.
1: Like it's it's very much it's very much it's very much Scott Snyder but with a little bit of Michael Bay thrown in there. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. I just hope that moving forward they're not they, as
0: much gray metal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, is, like, yeah, yeah, Random exactly. grays. I just hope that moving <laughs> forward that they don't introduce more Michael Bay and then scale back on the Scott Snyder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want I still want more story development, but the current level of action that they have right now I think is good.
0: Yeah, I think it's comp- I think it's it's good. It's I don't need it to be more.
1: Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think overall, great issue. Um they did a good job of answering current questions that we have. And then of course leaving more questions to be answered. <laughs> Uh, but it was a good read. I I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. And uh one last thing I wanna bring up. Yeah. Um we were talking about how inside of totality, um, once they got inside, they're realizing that things in there, like creatures and stuff like that, they're devolving into the base form. Yes. Into the most primitive form, right? Yes. Um, so that's kind of essentially what they're talking about with regards to the primitive form being their basis for survival. Yeah. Right? They're, ev- they're devolving they're de but I feel like it might even be an evolution because they need to adapt to survive, to, because that primitive urge is coming out, mm-hmm. right? So it may be seen as a devolving, you know, form, but it could be the other way around.
1: Uh I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a devolution of the mind, right? Because the mind, like, there's a, there's a part of our brain. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what it's called. Maybe the amygdala. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but uh, <laughs> uh, th- there's a part of the brain that that is purely in charge of our primal instincts right so it's just in charge of our breathing our uh, our adrenaline fight or flight response right so it's a it's a devolution of the mind but the body's evolving to uh to be able to handle uh sort of that fight or flight response in order to fight right so these creatures to handle the situation yeah they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger but they're losing their mind yeah right so evolution in some sense uh devolution in some other senses it's it's hard to say yeah i wouldn't say it's truly one or the other
0: yeah so it's like a mixture so it's it's an it's an adaptation yeah they're they're adapting to what they're
1: physically but but not so much mentally yeah yeah yeah
0: no it's it's cool because um yeah there is they're inside and fighting these things and i just kind of thought about that i was like they're technically you know they're adapting right so Um, but yeah overall good issue Mm -hmm. really liked it and uh, any final thoughts before we move on
1: Uh, no we need to read issue 4 well
0: it's coming out (laughs) soon yeah very soon we need to read it Um, which is good because we avoided one week of wait (laughs) 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 Um, okay yeah so uh, Victor let's go on to book number 2 and book number 2 is a brand new series brand new ongoing uh, called Superman Superman number one. Yeah. By written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Ivan Reese on pencils. Joe Prado on ink. Alex Sinclair with colors. And Josh Reed with lettering. What a team. What a team. Anytime Ivan draws anything, I will I will buy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can draw. I love his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime he draws, the I will buy. <laughs> yeah. Instant buy. Take my cash. Instant buy. Instant buy. <laughs> or debit, buy. whatever you use. <laughs> <laughs> I throw my debit card. It just, like, what are you doing? The machine's here. <laughs> <laughs> just take it. <laughs> um, so this is a this is kind of. So this this okay, this happens, uh this book comes out right after the conclusion of the Man of Steel miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a six issue series by Brian Michael Bendis, mm-hmm. um along with six different main artists. Mm-hmm. So Jason Faber did does all like sort of like the backup or like that one particular tale in there. Yeah. but he finishes the entire issue on issue six. So six different main issue series uh, main main series of artists, mm-hmm. right? Um So this comes right after the conclusion of that. But I think this issue does a pretty good job with with not filling itself with so much of that continuity even yeah. though that event just happened yeah I feel like this issue does enough to separate itself from that continuity yeah to tell its own isolated tale
1: yeah right well like we mentioned earlier right like you could be a brand new reader coming into Superman number one not having read Man of Steel and you would be okay yeah you, yeah, would, yeah. you would know exactly what's going on yeah because they do enough of um they do enough uh, of retelling when they need to um, in order to really fill in those gaps that they probably foresaw would come if uh, they were to move forward with the story.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's it's good because you're, you're getting a story that is still written by the same writer, so he mm-hmm. will sprinkle some of that stuff in there. Yeah. But that's really more for you to, you know... I feel like those could be seeds... For this ongoing series moving forward And it doesn't have to be You know Hampered by like the miniseries Yeah You know Um, But yeah So I've read The Menaceal Steel Miniseries And That series I was like meh Mm -hmm. I was like lukewarm on Yeah Because The villain in that series Didn't Didn't really Strike a chord with me at all Mm -hmm. To me like he had a very singular mission he had a noble intent but it was executed in a very straightforward way Mm -hmm. and there was no no real explanation as to why he believes that way he just believes it Mm -hmm. and he goes and does it yeah and he's to me it's that's not too compelling right so going into this series I wasn't sure what they were going to do with that type of character, like, yeah. or with that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spoiler alert: at the end of Man of Steel miniseries, Rogozar, the mm-hmm. uh, the that series' is villain. Mm-hmm. Rogozar gets sent into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, so he's stuck in the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, it's actually created this weird thing because I had just finished reading. Man of Steel and he's gone he's casted away and blah yeah. blah blah they're like oh we'll revisit this at some point one day we'll need to talk to him blah 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 Yeah. and then at the end of Superman number one <laughs> we find out that the earth has been stuck in the Phantom Zone so the entire earth is in the Phantom yeah. Zone Yeah. and then at the bottom it says Rogozar returns and I'm like he just left yeah like literally, just <laughs> he left. just left. <laughs> <laughs> His return means nothing, but yeah. still could generate some really interesting things, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what is your take on uh, Earth being in the Phantom Zone? Um, I mean, it,
1: the Earth being in the Phantom Zone, I think is just part of part of what this whole issue represents for me, mm-hmm. and what this issue represented for me is is. Just the definition of home, and what it means to to really find yourself and be at home, right? Because right. I mean, throughout this issue, uh, you know, a, a couple of ideas and a couple of things happen to Superman that uh, that really that really brings that theme to light, right? right. Uh, so the first thing, of course, is uh, Superman is in the beginning of the issue is trying to find his parents because he lost the space galactic communicator oh thing. yeah yeah um
0: he's trying to find he's trying to find his father yeah. find his wife find his son
1: yeah yeah um because he wants he wants john to experience some semblance of kryptonian heritage right mm-hmm. that's why he sent him off right uh even though krypton doesn't exist anymore i mean i think he believes in his heart if he spends some time with his grandfather then he might get some light into that right uh but of course he's can't find them. So yeah. <laughs> so that's part of his home that's already lost. The other thing is the loss of the Fortress of Solitude. Right. Right. Uh then he but then he builds a new one. So I mean that's sort of whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very uh very Dragon Ball of him. Very Dragon Ball. To of take him. a thing, throw it down and just boom. Yeah. <laughs> fortress. Yeah, fortress, exactly. <laughs>
1: Very capsule corp. <laughs>
0: yeah, very capsule corp.
1: <laughs> uh, and then of course, Mart- that's the new core, right? That's the new core. It's capsule corp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ultraviolet core, capsule corp. <laughs> uh,
1: and then of course, uh, Mash- Martian Manhunter's uh, insistence on bringing the Earth towards a new direction. Right. Right. That was odd. That was really odd. Yeah. But again, like I, th- I feel like all of this was happening while the Earth was in the Phantom Zone. Okay. Right. So so you know like all these flashbacks that that uh, Clark was having if they were flashbacks in my opinion I think it was the Phantom Zone playing something for him as if it was actually happening in that moment okay right
0: Um. you don't think that's him actually racing off the punch a thing in the face
1: it could be right like I'm, I'm talking about the moments when he was like talking to John oh those yeah, yeah those are flashbacks. or when he's talking to yeah, Lois yeah. like
0: sorry I thought you were talking about the the Martian Manhunter no no no
1: no. like it could be flashbacks but it you could also interpret them as things that the Phantom Zone is playing in his mind as if it was actually happening
0: right yeah
1: Um, yeah yeah. and I think the Martian Manhunter is also a product of the Phantom Zone as well because those are odd things for the Martian to say right like why why would he just come out and go yeah man we need to bring the earth in a new direction it's like okay hello to you too (laughs) (laughs) John's Johns (laughs) um so so like bringing yeah, up, that
0: yeah, that was weird. Yeah. yeah.
1: So bringing the earth in a new direction, again, that's that's questioning what home means, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you have one idea of the earth and what it means to be a home, and then you want to bring it in a new direction. it's like, well, why would why would I want to do that? right? So to me, a lot of these things play into the larger theme of what it means to to be home and what it means to uh, to be Clark Kent and what it means to be Superman like a lot of these things are sort of brought into question in this issue yeah right so yeah for sure that's what I thought
0: yeah and actually the idea that you're bringing up about him being sort of losing the idea of home yeah Um. to me it's it's about it's about his ability to connect with humanity yeah and what actually keeps Superman grounded on Earth? Yeah, right. Um, so we know that in Man of Steel, the Man of Steel series, at the end, uh, Lois and John go off gallivanting the galaxy with yeah. his dad, mm-hmm. Jor El. Mm-hmm. So they're off, and this issue you sort of take, you sort of get this sort of somber take from Superman missing his family, doing things in isolation now mm-hmm. again. Yeah, um, and really, to me, is he he might. Superman might end up feeling like he's left out again or isolated again because mm-hmm. he's missing his family. His family's not there. Yeah, and I feel like to me it's not it's not so much about Superman growing up in America or Superman having that upbringing and stuff like that that mm-hmm. keeps him grounded as yeah. as a man. I feel like it's the family that he's built mm-hmm. and the family that surrounds him that keeps him grounded and reminds him of who he is to humanity. Yeah, and without that. I feel like Superman can move will end up being swayed and move more towards that other version of himself where he just essentially looks over humanity yeah, right and not so much being a part of humanity mm-hmm. So one big thing for me was the when he built the new fortress of Solitude mm-hmm. so it instead of building it where it was. Which he could have easily done like, He could have just yeah. done He could have just walked a few clicks over Yeah <laughs> And then dropped another one Yeah Right But what he ended up doing He he went to a place that Many people can't get to Yeah That most people can't get to Yeah And he drops And he drops it into the middle of the Bermuda Triangle Yeah So What that signifies to me is He no longer wants to be public He no longer wants to be in the public face mm-hmm. Or in the public eye mm-hmm. Because he I don't think I think a little bit of that trust is gone because I feel like as much as he loves his family and he mm-hmm. wants to see his family and he wants them to do well there's there could be a little sense of betrayal yeah that they're off doing this thing mm-hmm. where when really they should just you know they're a they're family like yeah. it just shouldn't be taken apart so easily yeah right so I feel like that's something that that Superman is kind of feeling in this issue and mm-hmm. I think that's why he decided to build it in the middle of the Bermuda triangle right people are can't get out of there you can't get in there stuff like that so i think it's pretty interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and it brings up a question of whether or not superman operates better with or without his family Hmm. right is superman the hero the the full hero that he can be with his family around or without his family around now this question is sort of this topic has sort of been in discussion with regards to the Bat Family. right? Yeah. The, the idea there being that the Joker truly believes Batman is a better Batman without the Bat Family. Mm-hmm. That he's better in isolation. He's a better person in isolation. He's a better protector of Gotham in isolation. He's a better image of protection yeah. right over Gotham, like mm-hmm. a figure of protection. Yeah. Superman's a little different. Yeah. And I think this brings up whether or not Superman can be better Without his family, like without the distraction of family, yeah. but I think the opposite holds true for Superman, as it does for Batman, and I think that's an interesting topic to to explore. Um, it's I mean the
1: parallels aren't there though. That's the whole thing, right? Because you're talking about two very two very different characters with very different skill sets, right? Remember that movie. Um, was it was it the Dark Knight Returns? One of the Christian Bale Dark Knights, the last one with uh, Harvey Dent.
0: The um, Dark, the Dark Knight.
1: Was that just? it Was it just the Dark Knight?
0: Yeah, Dark Knight.
1: Uh, the one with the Joker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dark Knight. So
1: remember, uh, or oh, was that Dark Knight Rises? No, that's Bane. That's a Bane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just the Dark Knight. Uh, so remember when he got put in that situation where it was either he saved uh, Harvey Dent or he saved uh, Rachel. Yeah. See, Batman could have, uh, Superman could have just saved both of them. Like, it like th- those sort of like conundrums, they don't exist for Superman. Right. Right. Yeah. So to me, whether his family is there or whether his family is not there, he's still going to be Superman. Right, right like I, I don't think it really changes what he will do as a superhero. Um, and I don't think it changes how well he'll be he'll be a superhero. Um, I think it does however change what he feels his responsibilities are. okay. Right. Because it doesn't, it, like I said, it doesn't change what he can
0: do. What he's capable of yeah. doing. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, these sort of conundrums that have been presented to Batman, they don't exist for Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why it's a very, this is a very difficult question to answer in regards to that. Yeah. Right. Can't really compare.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's interesting because that's something that's been brought up fairly recently again. Mm. Right. Um and that's yeah for Superman I think you're right like it's he's not he's very much because of his capabilities yeah a lot of those questions don't really come to mind for him mm-hmm. yeah but I think for Batman as well like a lot of those a lot of the the situations and the problems that happen in Gotham are not like super power related mm-hmm. so I don't think they're more like street level crimes that Batman needs to solve and and, and do.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Um because Gotham is really more overrun by corruption, right? Yeah. Whereas I feel like Metropolis is really overrun by monsters. Yeah. <laughs> or like the things that Superman needs to fight are, are, are more grandeur that way, right? Yeah. Um so for Batman, I feel like it's an interesting conversation about whether or not he does operate better with or without his family. Yeah. And I think in this issue of Superman, not so much a direct comparison to Batman, but I find it interesting that this has become a topic of attention for him as well. Like yeah. it's, it's become something for him to consider as well. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much for him to consider, but I guess for us to consider, for the readers yeah. to see that the, the type of hero he can be with or without his family. Mm-hmm. So him finding out that the Earth is in the Phantom Zone. Uh, how do you think that happened?
1: I just wanna know how he didn't know. Like from before <laughs> from before. Like he just he just flies like, hey, wait a minute. Wait, this doesn't look right.
0: Oh, we're in the phantom zone. What oh come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a little odd because like the panels I don't know which starts switching. It yeah. starts changing and so, it's like, oh no, wait a
1: minute. Yeah, which which then sort of implies that it's been there the whole time. Yeah. Right? Um yeah, so I thought it was a little odd that he wouldn't have recognized it, especially because he's been in the Phantom Zone in the past. Yeah, right. So it's not like being in the Phantom Zone is a is a is a new feeling for him. He knows what it's like. So the Earth being in there doesn't change the fact that that he should know that they're in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um But in terms of what it means to the story, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's interesting that it's in the phantom zone um again it, it, it plays into sort of larger themes but other than that it's just i don't know how did it even end up there like that's yeah. a good question like it's <laughs> like it's someone just just chucked the earth and just, <laughs> <laughs> just chuck the earth in the phantom zone like how, i don't i have no clue how that would even happen
0: yeah yeah it's yeah it is odd that the entire planet just showed up yeah in the phantom zone so i don't know it's ind- <laughs>
1: It's it's a good it's a good plot twist that will that will have to be explained. Yeah within the next two issues, I believe. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well it's gonna be I think it's gotta be tackled at the beginning of the next issue, that's yeah. for sure. Because it happened at the end, right? So yeah. I feel like that's something they're gonna have to explain right away. Yeah. <laughs> or else people would just be like, now wait a minute.
1: Yeah. Which would be just like Superman, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Like we're all just as lost as Superman at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's I guess it's sort of uh it sort of works out in that sense yeah right because it's yeah. not because literally nobody not even the, not even the characters know what's going on yeah. right so
0: because then that could also be like that could also play off of like because you know how as we were reading it we thought that some of the interactions were a little iffy were a little weird yeah that could play off as like that totally threw us off too yeah like things are different like wait, maybe we start questioning some things and out of nowhere bam at the end everyone's in the phantom zone
1: yeah so yeah it's really interesting I don't uh...
0: it's not what I expected out of this first issue of Superman definitely not but I mean I, I mean man they
1: is, do you know? it does say um, in the description of the issue that that uh, fat man, uh, fat man. <laughs> <laughs> that's Superman <laughs> that's Superman his, the, <laughs> his first big problem is going to be tackling the earth in the Phantom Zone
0: <laughs> okay
1: listen man mistakes were made okay <laughs> it's superman not fat man that we're talking about
0: here. i was like did you just i was like are we talking about fat man on batman we're we talking about the other podcast so <laughs>
1: <coughs> <laughs> yeah so so we'll just have to see sort of how this how this develops
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean Moving forward, I think it will be pretty interesting. I don't know if, because I didn't really read the solicits, Mm -hmm. uh, but I know Bendis is taking over both Superman and Action Comics, right? Yeah. So I don't know if, if Action Comics is something that you would have to read to keep up with this story. Mm -hmm. I prefer not to jump on both books, but I mean, if Action Comics is good, I'm going to end up reading it, right? Yeah. We'll see. I'll probably end up reading Action Comics one and well, one thousand one and see what happens with that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on Superman? Yeah. How how is he so clueless (laughs) (laughs) that the Earth was in the Phantom Zone? It still perplexes me. It does, especially because of the nature of Superman. Yeah. And the type of character Superman is, and how he's very thought out that way. Yeah. It's weird that he wouldn't notice it. Yeah. It is weird that he wouldn't notice it.
1: But uh, I mean, I think. Like overall, I think this this issue, like to be very honest, was is surprisingly good. Yeah. Um it, I again, I wasn't expecting this to be a real page turner, but it was. And uh I'm waiting to see where how Bendis explains how Superman uh, didn't know that the Earth was in the Phantom <laughs> zone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, I I think the book could really needed that sort of um, because I actually really enjoy Bendis's writing. Mm-hmm. I feel like he gets character conversations down really well. Mm-hmm. He gets dialogue down really well. Yeah. Um, because sometimes same thing with movies, same thing with TV shows. When you get two characters having a conversation and they get really in depth with like perfect grammar and yeah. talking their points at each other, yeah, you kind of feel like everything's scripted. Yeah. To me, I, I notice scripted conversations quite often mm-hmm. when, especially in like those like Law and Order type TV shows or like stuff like that, where they don't put any fluff. It's just yeah. them throwing facts at each other, yeah. and it's just like no way you thought this conversation up or like in your head. Or yeah, any. Like, there's no way you had this. Yeah, so like to me, it feels scripted. Like that always kind of throws me off. Mm-hmm. I enjoy natural dialogue more. Yeah. So the way Bendis writes fits that natural dialogue more for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Especially that, is really good.
0: That one moment where Super, um, Superman was like, wait, hold on. Goes and punches his thing, comes yeah. back. And Manhunter's like, you know, I could have helped you with that. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, this one had fire. It's like, oh, well he's, then. He, yeah, okay.
1: Moving on. Or even better when he is like, <laughs> he's like, I have an idea to throw at you. And Superman's like, oh, oh okay. I like ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I, I think that banter will, will go a long way. I really enjoy yeah. that type of writing. So. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think this, I think Rogozar is going to need a little bit of attention because mm-hmm. I don't feel like he was super well used in that Man of Steel series. Mm-hmm. So I hope he, he redeems himself in this ongoing. Yeah. That would be nice. I hope so too. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation on the comics this week. Um, so I think we should probably move on to our last segment of the show called Offerings to Dark Side. Offerings to Dark Side. And we're at the Offerings of Dark Side segment. What we normally do in this segment is we take something that we enjoy outside of the world of comics, outside of the world of coffee, and we offer it to you, our listeners, as something that we enjoy and hopefully you'll enjoy as well. Um, So, what do you have for us this week, Victor? Well, Jerry. Yes? What I have for everybody this week is a
1: website called edX.org edx edx so edx.org oh okay. okay. so what edx is it's a um, a massive open online course provider okay so this allows uh, people to take courses on almost anything that they want um, from wherever they want sure because it's all online right right so um, i think this is a really convenient way for people to sort of brush up on skills or to acquire uh, skills um, and to learn uh things that they normally wouldn't be able to access otherwise right instead mm-hmm. of instead of you know taking courses uh like at school or whatever they can actually hop on edx and and be able to take a lot of the courses they provide on the subject that you want right uh, so right. what i'm actually currently doing edX uh is because i didn't get to live the average asian lifestyle i wasn't good at math so wow <laughs> so i'm actually taking a pre-calculus course on edx right now and i really you know what i really enjoy the way that that they lay out things right it's it's uh easily understandable um it's easy for you to navigate um and it overall provides a, a really good learning experience right you're taking it's calculus pre-calculus not calculus yet but i'm doing it i'm, I'm trying to live up to to my roots (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) so again the website is www.edx.org yep um and i highly suggest somebody or anybody hop on there pick a course and and really take advantage of um the educational tools that uh, this website provides
0: sounds like a lot of fun kind of Sounds wow. like a Very, educational, very it, educational
1: It is it, And it is fun Okay Jerry I don't need you to I don't no, need hey, you to
0: You know Education is fun man Yeah for sure man Hashtag taking school Wow <laughs> What do you got for us Jerry <laughs> Alright so this week um, So recently um, The band 21 Pilots Have been On a hiatus They okay. were on a hiatus For about a year Okay uh, Their last album Released about three years ago mm-hmm. um, So this is the band that uh, If you didn't know Listeners They came they had their singles uh, "Stressed Out." Um, they did that track for Suicide Squad, Heathens. Um, they had you know some other cool songs um, on that album. Mm-hmm. But they're not you know they're they're sort of like got their own following and stuff like that, right? So recently, they just released uh, information. They came out of the hiatus. They released information on the new album that they're dropping, mm-hmm. um, and it's coming out October fifth. It's called Trench. Okay. And there's two new tracks that came out. Uh, It's called Jumpsuit and Nico and the Niners Nico and the Niners? Nico and the Niners, yeah Uh, I highly suggest, if you haven't listened to them Go listen to it, they're on YouTube Uh, You can check them out on Spotify Or Apple Music, or whatever you have You can go check it out And I think even on the website, you can stream it as well Or download it as well Right. Um, So those tracks are available They're cool, I like them Um, The album before the last one that they did Mm -hmm. The the album before that's called Vessel Mm -hmm. That album... I thought it was really cool it was more rock more like alternative rock you know rock pop with a little bit of hip-hop in it but like yeah. more rock and i thought that album was really good and then they came up with the album blurry face mm-hmm. and that changed a little bit i still thought it was cool but it changed a little bit there's a little bit of a reggae sound to it now yeah reggae pop and stuff like that uh this one with jumpsuit sort of went back to where they're like it's like they're heavier rock that they've done it's like a heavier rock than compared to all the other stuff that they've done mm-hmm. and I thought it was it's pretty cool it's a different voice um, but it's still you know still good old 21 Pilots so. yeah. I'm a huge fan of them so I think if you're a fan of 21 Pilots or if you've never checked out for 21 Pilots either way you should go check out these tracks they're really awesome 21 Pilots 21 Pilots and the songs are called Jumpsuit and Nico and the Niners already they are yeah, yeah already so. <laughs> so yeah check it out um, so yeah, that, that about wraps up the offerings to dark side segment. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you had enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes and Google Play if you have some time. Those reviews all come a long way. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, uh, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book in mind that you want us to discuss on the show, it could be a new book, it could be an old book, doesn't matter, email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com and let us know about it. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash otterlygeeky for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. We also have a Facebook page at facebook.com/darkrosecomics, and if you want to be a part of the community, you can join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. So, I got a, I got a thing for you. I got a cool thing for you. Okay. What is Superman's favorite thing to put in his beverages? What is it? Just ice. Okay. See Get you. It? <laughs>